Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 3. Today we're talking Aberration from 1997, directed by Tim Boxel. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor the Wizard Lizard McGraw. Or Lizard Wizard. Maybe I messed that up. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Lizard Wizard. Welcome to the dumpster. That's it! Amy! And some thing kills my cats. I found this about two weeks ago, not far from here. Look at its feet. It's got claws. They're all out of whack. And it's got teeth. Sucker has teeth like a little shark. So what? Geckos don't have teeth! Well, something in this house has teeth! Not geckos! Some lizards, yes. Geckos, no! Don't you see? It's becoming a more efficient predator. It's evolving. Well, I would like to evolve towards the car. Keep that. I don't want that out of the show. Uh, you, you can have it, you little, you little fucking herpetologist. If you're a lizard, wi- I don't know. I don't think you'd have a lizard wizard better. Like, you put a little beard on one and give a little Merlin hat. Isn't that a band or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> King Lizard Wizard or the Wizard Lizard or some shit like it, it's, that? It's going to be now that we put it out there. <laughs> no, it totally is. No, I swear to God. It's just, it's just the Charnetsky and Gunner. And uh, Haggerty are just standing around, like, talking to this fucking gecko in front of, like, a green screen. <laughs> I think it'll take off. It's like the fucking, the Geico gecko? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I, you see what I'm putting down? Yeah, I got We're you. the lizard wizards. He's got a fucking wig on, and he's got a fucking uh, a, a sorcerer's wand. They only play, they only play uh, openings for, uh, what is that, chicken chain from uh, fucking uh, Demonic Toys? Oh, Chunky Chicken? They only play Chunky Ch- Chicken openings. <laughs> Like jingles? Yes. Uh, he's like that fucking frog wizard from Adventure Time. Oh my god, right, yeah. Oh, f- figure out the power of the magic. <laughs> that is a show I am criminally uh, uh, like behind on. Dude, I, I grabbed the um the box set. They have like an Enchiridion box set. And the Enchiridion is like this super magical book in, in the lore um, in the show. Um, and it's the complete series. And it's pretty great. Um, yeah, that and that regular show are two things that appealed to me. And apparently, regular show ended with this super mature montage of he- oh, yeah. heroes by David Bowie. I'm like, stop it! You're making me upset. <laughs> I mean, I've talked about regular show on this program in the yeah. past. It, it, it's good. It's really good. I've never seen. Fucking it. Mark Hamill plays a uh, yeti <laughs> on that show. <laughs> Mark, will you do this? Of course I will. No, that's the one with the bird and the raccoon guy. Yes. Yeah, and there's, okay. a, there's a character called Uncle Muscles, and uh, there's like a guy who's basically just a fucking gumball machine. <laughs> yeah. There's a sentient lollipop. I like it. Right, yeah. Sign yeah. me up. Ghost hand, shit like that. But yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this film today because this is truly one of those forgotten gems uh, from the 90s. Of all the time periods, the 90s, this just got fucking swept right under the fucking rug. Direct-to-video, fuck you. And from what I've experienced, like in my experiences talking to other people and just like being online. I mean, you could find anything online, right? And other people have reviewed this movie, of course, but I don't see a lot of people ever talking about it, like in a in a real way, you know? No. Ah, uh, so this is going to join Frankenstein Unbound for uh, the Google searches where we pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Hopefully in a better light this hopefully, time. Yeah. Hopefully a more optimistic view. I mean, let, let, let's not uh, beat around the bush. I mean, Unbound gave us, you know, Dr. Joe Buchanan. Some of our best material. But that movie kind of sucks the big one. This movie, and I mean, we're going to talk about it, so, you know, I, by the time you hear the end of this episode, you'll, you'll know how we feel. Yeah. But uh, I, I agree with Joe. This is kind of like an unsung classic, I would argue. I think so. I think it. I think it's... I think it's one of the best low-budget creature movies to come out of the 90s, to be perfectly honest. Yes. What's funny is I thought it was even lower budget than it appeared, and suddenly they have little tiny cutesy CGI things pop up. I'm like, look at you! Yeah, well, we're going to get into the production of this film, too. We actually had the pleasure of interviewing Simon Bossel, the man who plays Marshall Clark in this movie, and he was kind enough to come on and uh, and do an interview with us. Um, Unfortunately, Connor wasn't there because I, I, was, I was dead at the time yeah connor <laughs> <laughs> you were in your skeletal form you couldn't uh break out of that at the moment i got better though <laughs> i got better i got better um <laughs> but we got a chance to sit down and talk with him and like some of the produ- like there was a few uh production things that came out in that interview that you can listen to tomorrow as of this release because <laughs> when this drops uh the interview will be out the next day but uh yeah, what an unfortunate thing to happen to this, especially because um, it had a way bigger budget um, and was going to be uh, released in theaters and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just it just fucking got the shaft straight up. I mean, we have Weta doing the effects for this movie. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. F- fuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Also, just... P.S. This is an Australian production. This is oh, that makes a lot of sense. Actually. Yeah, um, which I never knew. Right? I mean, I I love this movie from when it came out, like as a kid in '97, and then you know renting it and uh, absolutely falling in love with it, and then. Um, you know, it, it just never dawned on me that it was made, like, that it was an Australian-made movie, because Pamela Gid- Gidley's also in this movie, which we'll get to. I just want to throw that out there right now. Um, it's funny, though, because I remember vividly um, around, what was it, 2004, when um, the a Hollywood video. There was a Hollywood video. Um, what are those? Yeah, there was a Hollywood video <laughs> going out of business that was near... Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. Where the hell was that, Sean? Um, I mean, it depends. There was a bunch of them. There was one in uh, Manchester. Yeah, there, that's what it was. There was one in Tom's River, too. No, no, no. That was the one. It was the Hollywood video in Manchester, New Jersey. When that went out of business, I remember going there with Sean, and I picked up... I, I remember the stack of movies I got. I got Rumpelstiltskin. Classic. It, yep. I got Rumpelstiltskin. I got uh, The Resurrected. Um, I want to say Grimm. And then the final movie. Oh, no, no. I got Bleeders that day, too. Do you oh. remember? Oh, shit. That's what it was. I got Rumpelstiltskin, The Resurrected, Bleeders, and uh, and this movie, Aberration. See, little did you know that when you did that, way off in the sky, you heard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's what happened. The universe reached out and was like, yeah, buy these ones. Are you trying to say that she comes in like the Wicked Witch on a fucking tornado, but it's like... Her wheelchair just like fucking cascades across yeah. the sky real quick. <laughs> oh, man. She's, she's gazing through that fucking crystal ball or whatever. She's like Shao Kahn from the end of Mortal Kombat 1. She's like, ah! <laughs> Her head appear, appears in the clouds. Yes. I got a quick story about Hollywood Video. So I rented two video games from there once and then forgot to bring them back. And then when I went to, the store was closed. And then they sent me a late fee in the mail like two months later. And I told them to go fuck themselves. Oh, my God. You know where that you know where that late fee goes? Right in the fucking garbage. <laughs> I know. I was I was like, you kiss my ass. You went out of business. <laughs> These are mine now. <laughs> that very same night, we went back to uh, a friend of ours house. Um, and we watched Aberration and absolutely loved it. Yep. Uh, um, that was the first Still time Sean, it. yeah, that was the first time Sean had seen it, uh, and he loved it. And it's just one of those memories that I'm really fond of. And, um, also it, it made me realize that I've known Sean and Connor now for Jesus Christ. What is it? Almost 15 years? Uh, just about, yeah, because I think Pretty like, close. middle school, high school is where yeah. it all kind of started for us. Isn't, um, that, isn't that bonkers? It just, like, that particular memory just set that off in my head, and I was like, wow, um, I've known them for that long. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> it's funny opinion. you mentioned that, because I went and got a haircut today. That that sends me back 15 years, so. But yeah, I'm just, I'm so glad that uh, we're doing we're doing this uh, today for, for the show, because, again, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to dig up these these uh, hidden gems and kind of uh, tell you guys about them, and you should totally see it. Real quick, too, uh, this film only exists in the U.S. on VHS. Yes. What? Yep. There is a Japanese DVD, there's a French DVD, a Swedish, and a German DVD. It's probably why what I watched was... Uh really grainy and of low quality like just from the the video quality well here's the thing not only is there only vhs in the u.s but the dvd version of the film in europe is a fucking vhs rip like it's oh, for fuck's it's, sake it's four three it's it looks like shit like it's there are no like high definition or widescreen versions of this film available anywhere um and when we ch- we chatted with Simon, a uh, little sneak peek, he was he he uh, was going to send us a, a a copy of it, but it turns out that um, it's it's just a four by three rip, just like the same thing that's on the tape, right? It's the same, it's the same quality, same rip, everything. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck has nobody picked this up yet? Right? I think Lionsgate owns it now. Oh yeah, what a tremendous studio that they belong to. Yeah, well. I don't want to spoil that too much uh, because that's also in the interview um, that you can hear tomorrow about how like how much shit this film went through with like budgetary cuts and changing hands of studios and who was picking up the tab for what and who got to release it or whoever. But I believe now it's in Lionsgate's hands. I don't know why no anybody has pursued this. I mean, again, like has everybody just forgotten about this film because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and which is funny you mentioned that because I just happened upon a piece about dog soldiers today, and uh, Neil Marshall said the negative for that movie is just missing. No one knows where the fuck it is, so every transfer has been really hard to do because all they have is, like, they don't have the negative to work with anymore, and no one knows where it is. You're kidding me. I'm not. That one got the shaft, too, because I remember that premiered on Sci-Fi Channel. Ugh. 
<laughs> I, re- I remember <laughs> and it we've clear established as day. what kind of clout that comes with. I know, but but clear as day. I remember it. Uh, I remember hanging out with my buddy Tim Kadubik. And do you remember Tim Kadubik? Oh, I remember Tim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I fucking was at his house. That shit premiered. Uh, that night that we saw the commercial for it and we watched it and it was fucking awesome and then you know the DVD came out and the rest is history it's a great film it just it, I don't know it really breaks my heart when I hear like the fruit of someone's art and their work is like I don't know the negative goes missing you don't care enough to transfer it from you know to, to make a good transfer onto the DVD or in the case of Event Horizon someone just takes the rest of your footage and throws it into a fucking <laughs> salt mine yeah, yeah what is that about that, oh, that, that kills me to this day oh my god it's just bonkers to me and I'm thinking to myself like how hard could the rights be to acquire this fucking film I mean it's also like it's a movie it's not like a fucking box full of like you know junk or clothes or something like that well it's just it's crazy to me because like you know, Vinegar Syndrome and, like, Severin stuff, I mean, they're doing God's work, okay? They're putting out, they put out fucking Tammy and the T-Rex, they put out Hobgoblins, they put out um, Demonoid, all these fucking old um, movies that hadn't got any, like, DVD releases or Blu-ray, for that matter, and they're going back, they're and they're lovingly, like, cleaning them up and releasing them. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this shit is fucking prime. Like, some of those movies you can't get, and I understand the pre- preserving them, because um, some of them aren't that great. They kind of suck, some of them, right? But it's it's the fact that they are found and preserved and released, and it's great to own them and have them and experience them. However, th- in this particular case, this movie is fucking great and doesn't have a proper release whatsoever. I mean, I don't even think it had a fucking laser disc. Um I don't know. I kind of want to fucking see if we can, <laughs> if we can fucking seek it out and 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 do some do some research. Well, uh, I'm still I'm I'm still I'm still saying that we take credit for getting Tammy the two <laughs> the gore cutouts. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even though we didn't have anything to do with finding <laughs> the <laughs> the negative. Quiet. Or quiet. Let, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, but I would love to be a part of that restoration process in some way, shape, or form. Let's just get let's just get shirts to say we did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, well, you heard it first here. We want to fucking do that. And that would be amazing, and it would be so cool um, to kind of to kind of talk to Simon again and get him to come come on and like do an interview like for the DVD or the Blu-ray rather and shit like that. I mean, I think that would just be so awesome because uh, it deserves it. It really does. With that being said, let's let's get into this. What do you say? Indeed, let's do it. So, plot crunch, real quick. Uh, Pamela Gidley plays um, this woman named Amy. And she is or on, Alex or Alex. We're not sure. <laughs> and she's on the run from her abusive um, partner in crime, ex boyfriend. Uh, and she shacks up in an old family cabin and runs afoul of some uh, aberrations. TM mutant lizards, mutant geckos specifically um, that terrorize her and um, this. Minnesota mountain town and uh she gets the help of um Simon Bosso who plays Marshall Clark and they have to fight off these killer lizards and it's great yeah yeah and uh we open uh and uh Samuel from the ghost in the darkness tells us that uh, there's some killer <laughs> fucking lizards around here <laughs> it is very evocative that movie because the movie opens up and there's just like the shot of just like the wind blowing some tall grass over yeah. the place, and all I could hear in the back of my head was like, "They called in the ghost and the darkness." <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Michael Douglas is in a fucking tree somewhere. <laughs> when you find your son, you hold him hot. <laughs> Val Kilmer's there just being handsome. He's building a bridge over nothing. <laughs> He's... <laughs> think I'm in the wrong place. Well, like, Simon Boswell kind of, like, walks into frame. He's, like, out in these, like, uh, these fields just as the wind's blowing, just kind of looking for something, and he just comes across, like, this giant wad of chewing gum, it looks like, these fucking hatched lizard eggs. Yeah. And he's he's dressed like Richard Stanley. Yeah, that's what he's he looks like. He's got a big fucking bit, hat yeah. on like a drone. Right? I mean, he's out there in the wind, man, and it's like cold Minnesota. Like, you got to be warm. Is this what he was doing after getting fired from uh, Dr. Moreau? He just went out to fucking <laughs> wilderness and fought some lizards and then came back all motivated? Well, I guess I'll just go fucking be a herpetologist or whatever. I wonder what life will fit half of me out here. He's South African, but I can't do that accent, so he's Australian for the sake of this bit. I mean, Simon Basel's Australian, so it kind of I... lines up. <laughs> This movie is just a pitch from Richard Stanley after he was fired. Um, I but Richard Stanley doesn't sound. I mean, he doesn't sound like Diant Word. You know what I mean? Well, I can't understand a word that Diant Word says. Give me this, my robot. Bless you. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't sound like that. He just sounds. He sounds more British than he does South African. But anyway, indeed. But the point of the scene is kind of just to first introduce you to this idea of this character working as a field researcher, finding something odd out in the field. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. And uh, you cut to this fucking little doom buggy going down the road, bopping to some, like, really bad... I don't even know what you would call this, like, stock fucking punk music? The music in this movie is very interesting, because it almost, like... You're like, that kind of sounds like the cranberry... No, it's not. No. It's somebody else. It's the raspberries. It's just like... It's just like some, I don't know, some 90s uh, female-fronted chick band. Um, but yeah, Pamela Gid- Gidley's in the car. And um, yeah, she's Teresa Banks from Twin Peaks. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god. Yeah, she's the titular Cherry 2000. Um, right, right, right. She was in fucking Thrashing with Josh Brolin. Yeah, unfortunately, she passed away in, like, 2018. That was the only thing I read from this movie as far as the production goes, because when I started watching, I'm like, she looks familiar, and yeah. then I looked her up real quick, and, yeah, I read that. Um, but other than that, I didn't know anything else, else about this movie going into it. Well, she rolls onto the scene, and she's got a fucking disguise on, and I gotta say, she comes from, like, New York or some shit. She drove all the way to Minnesota with this disguise on, and she waits till she gets there to start fucking peeling it <laughs> off. <laughs> Just in case anybody saw her, man. She's safe now, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, with who... With who's after her i would commit to that disguise uh for a long time yeah yeah you make a good point yeah so she takes off her mia wallace disguise and um (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of and we get introduced well i know i guess we met marshall already but he's like peeping at her through the woods because he's walking around the woods and she like pulls up to her the cab her childhood cabin uh and uh he's like watching her pull up through, like, some binoculars. Yeah, he's definitely going a little uh, George McFly here. Yeah, I mean, the dude's lonely in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't want to know what he does with the other hand while he's looking through those. (laughs) I mean, you don't see that he has a house or anything. You just see him in the woods. No, he's just there. I guess he lives in in the town. Where do you live? I don't know. Here? The woods. What? Probably has, like, a really nice house, like, in the suburbs. He just hasn't been able to get back to because of this fucking situation he's gotten into. Well, both of his fucking parents are scientists. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, that's true. He's probably got a three-story mansion back in town. Well, you know what? I think he's, like, the fucking Richard Dreyfuss character from Jaws. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a house? Yeah, it's just full of cats. (laughs) It's full of lizards. (laughs) 
So Marshall finds like some more egg sacs and stuff. And then, um, you know, we just get like, we just pretty much get like basic shit. Like Pamela Gidley like goes around and like starts the generator of the cabin and she's like cleaning some stuff up. Well, she puts her two fish in the fish tank, you know, that's just conveniently inside this place. That's completely clean, not covered in algae. <laughs> yeah. It's completely clean, ready ready for fish to be put in it right away, <laughs> no algae buildup or nothing. And she's got these big ash like this these big ass uh, goldfish in these fucking tiny plastic bags. I'm sitting there thinking, these poor bastards, they gotta be so agitated right now. Not only that, but like, did she buy them in New York? How well, do you right, f- how, yeah. yeah, how you feeding them? I just left him in a fucking bag for four days. Well, I could have put him in a better container, but this is how I got them. Even though they're way bigger now, this is how they get delivered. I got them from the local fair. <laughs> right? Fucking ring toss or some shit? And then her cat, Frankie, like, refuses to come in the house at first. And she's like, what the hell could be wrong? I, I didn't really scope the place out at all, but no. come on, Frank. Frankie's the smartest character in the movie. <laughs> he sure is. Who's I feel bad for because he's constantly agitated for all of his screen time. <laughs> He is. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, there's something Poor wrong cat's here. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> something ate my food. Shit. Yeah. Smells weird in here. <laughs> there's something under the floor. So, yeah, don't we get introduced to um the old guy? What's his name? Mr. Peterson. Mr. Peterson, yeah. Because, like, we kind of get, like, this, uh, this, this kind of B story kind of shows up in the movie while she's kind of cleaning the house. Of this old guy who lives in a cabin by himself with his dog. What, what the fuck is this guy doing? Loading a shotgun? What, what, what is this contraption he has set up? He he borrowed his fucking uh, ammunition maker from Jill Valentine. <laughs> and he's making fucking shotgun shells. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck is this guy doing? I gotta get these acidic rounds ready for when the tyrant shows up. Oh, good. Now I have incendiary grenades. Well, of course, because this guy has a dog and it's a horror movie, uh, it's outside barking and he's ignoring it and it gets killed by something in a POV shot. See, we get some lizard, we get some lizard vision in this, but it's not shitty. No, because it doesn't have any like infrared bullshit put over. It's just basic POV, real jittery, kind of like you get the picture. You don't need anything else. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's just like seemingly wall-eyed, like the fucking werewolves from American Werewolf in Paris. No, like you can see what's happening and shit. And it's totally fine. Right. But yeah, so so his dog dies. So he's out on the, you know, in the, he's in the woods essentially looking for the dog and he bumps into her while she's looking at the generator. Yeah. And he's creepy as hell because it's just like, eh, just leers at her for like 30 seconds. She's like, hi, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. It's me, Mr. Peterson. Remember? He's like, it's the mean season, little Amy. You gotta get out of here while you still can. <laughs> what are you doing out here? Yeah, like, what, what was this? Was, like, the evil dead cabin down the fucking road? It's got a death curse! <laughs> he was getting, he's like, teenagers keep showing up and reading from books of the dead. <laughs> Don't play the tape in the basement. This guy gives some, like, cryptic fucking message, like, leave the town before you can't, but it's like, it's not cursed. There's nothing wrong with this area. It's just like some fucking geckos. Yeah, but here's the thing. He knows something's up. Like, he's like Radagast, sure. right? He's like licking the fucking black mushrooms <laughs> and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, this, is yeah. fuck, this is something's up. How many contenders for the brown do we have in this universe so far? Oh, no, it's just the one. I said he's like Radagast. It seems like there's a lot of people after his crown, though. Charnetsky is the only brown in this universe. <laughs> I mean, even even Marshall's dressed like Radagast also Richard Stanley. <laughs> I mean, any time that Radagast or the Brown, you know, in any combination is mentioned, Charnetsky's ears perk up, but he doesn't, he, he's too lazy to get up because he's eating that chunky chicken in the recliner. That's my goddamn title. 
You you sit the fuck down there, Mr. Peterson. I will sue you, but beyond that, not much else. Haggerty just looks over and he's like, Charnetsky, are you ever going to actually get up and fight for yourself? <laughs> Come on, Charnetsky, why you got to just be a little asshole about it? Just leave the guy alone. He's not hurting anybody. He's in his cabin by himself. Just sticks a whole drumstick into his mouth. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Haggerty... I have my chicken, you have your cigarettes. We'll leave it at that. He sucks it fucking clean like a Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pulls out the whole chicken and just bones. God, imagine that you had a, like a Charnetsky versus Haggerty fucking like cigarette versus uh, oh my God. chicken leg fucking off. It's like like all the cartoon like stereotypes like you guys are just saying him like sucking down the chicken leg and Haggerty's just lighting like a hundred cigarettes at once and just lighting them at one with a flamethrower or some <laughs> shit. Whatever room those two inhabit at any given time must smell like like chimney and night farts. Like, it's got to be just the fucking worst. Well, he's got to hide from John Hurt. He's got to get that smoke screen going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be, like, the quickest fight in history. They just get winded in, like, a second and just sit down. Yeah, well. Fucking Gunner comes in. He's like, somebody open a window. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the bud dry? <laughs> so yeah, he like he like warns her. He like gives her a vague warning, and then like he's basically like, yeah, there's a huge storm coming. Like you need to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, yeah, whatever. You're crazy and old. And he's like, you see my dog or what? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay. Well, you're all alone. Get out of here. And she's like, well, what about you? You're alone. And he's like, I got my dog, but not really, because I just got killed by mutant geckos. Bye. But I don't have that information, so uh, <laughs> toodaloo. <laughs> I'll see you in about 25 minutes. Kinda. Remember crit Remember Critters too. That might come up again later. <laughs> you know, that really uh, popped up my head several points this movie. I was like, this, <laughs> this is kind of like Critters. A little Sorta. bit, a little yeah. bit. There's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a few things that it made me think of, but in a good way, like not a bad way. Yeah. So, so a couple other things that happen in the scene while she's checking the generator, she notices that it's kind of like has some kind of issue due to that. She doesn't know yet, but that there's eggs, like an egg clutch in the shed. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's implied that it's like started like, leaking onto the wiring and ruining it yeah well it's just the fact that they're in there right yeah. and it's just that foreshadowing of like oh there's some bad shit we don't know exactly what's happening yet right because you kind of get a similar shot with the fireplace where she goes to kind of open it up and it yeah. won't open and you just see like the green goo the green goo kind of drip down the back of the fireplace yeah and i just want to say real quick the setup and payoffs for everything in this film are super satisfying uh hmm, especially the fireplace but we'll get to that <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah that's a whole that's a whole conversation in itself but like everything is is done very well like the storytelling and visual storytelling in this are fucking on point um very good yeah there's a few uh like household items that end up being like Chekhov's gun like there's a lot of stuff that, <laughs> yeah that seem normal and have uses later on well she finds that gun or what would this this rifle i guess i should call well, it it's like a 22 it's like for it's like a critter gun right i mean like, like a varmint not, rifle kind of thing yeah not like a krite gun like a like a yeah a critter i mean like you know like rats and shit or like squirrels hey. right little 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 <laughs> animals my boy is not a critter. Pests. <laughs> he is a beautiful, fat little boy. <laughs> not a fancy rat, like a fucking scum rat. You mean like the ones that get too big to be pets that are eating your garbage? Yeah, the ones that are like the size of a cat. Yeah. Yeah, my boss keeps telling me to come take the ones from her house and put them in my uh, in my room because she thinks Eobard is gross. 
<laughs> Why? Because just, you know, rats, they have a stigma. I'll eat your rat. She's like, oh, if you want one so badly, just come take one out of my garbage. I'm like, yeah, well, that one doesn't take food from my hand, so I don't want them. It's also two different types of rats. Yeah. And isn't she a vet? Uh, yes, but apparently, uh, we'll get nothing, never mind. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. No shit talking your job on the show, just in case they <laughs> listen. Oh, they will never listen to the show. That fucking guy told me I didn't know about rats. So I forget if this is the next day or the same day, because she does go to sleep at some point. But she does have this money in a fucking um, bag she stuffs under a fucking floorboard. She's got a little fanny pack full of, full of money. She's got the fucking payday from Mosquito in that fucking bag. It's like ones and fives. <laughs> a hunk of lunch money? Yeah, it's like, it's like what? How much could possibly be in there? A thousand dollars? Well, you would think, but every time they show the money, it's like singles, fucking Washingtons. It's fucking ones every time. I think she's, she gives it a number at one point. Doesn't she say it's 50 grand? 50 Gs! There's no fucking way that's 50 grand in that little pouch. It's just not. I have $50,000 in here. I have $51,000 bills. <laughs> Here's my question. <laughs> Why do you got to hide it inside the house? You're out there in the middle of nowhere. Supposedly, no one knows where you are. Keep it in your fucking glove box. She digs a six-foot hole and just throws it in there. She's like, ah, done. The, uh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I, her plan isn't very clear, right? It's not well thought out, and I, I think that's kind of what bites her in the ass towards the end of the film. I think that bites her in the ass, like, quite literally. But, like, um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I think she just got scared and just bounced and didn't know yeah, where else yeah. to go. And I, I am, well, I guess that makes more sense now. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it as, as we go. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not stupid. I get why she hides money under a floorboard. Like, no, I, sure. I get it. I'm just saying, like, why go the extra step? You're already in the middle of East Bumblefuck nowhere. Just leave it in the car. <laughs> yeah, or just put it in a drawer or something. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it is 50 Gs, though. Quote, unquote. Um, And so she eventually goes to the store, but she brings the cat with her this time to this fucking uh, Miller's grocer. Yeah, well, the reason she goes is because she, like, sits down to fucking kick it with a book and some cake. And she fucking right. oh, pulls yeah. this big chunk of cake out, and it's, like, green and, like, all wet and shit. Um, yeah, so she's, she's been gone for how long, and then she just pulls a cake from, the, I don't know, the cabinet <laughs> or the fridge? I think she brought it with her, right? It's just been sitting in there. It's like it's like fucking in a Drebbit's uh, refrigerator. He's got the fucking Chinese food in there from a year ago. Oh, pass. Also, woman after my own heart to grab an entire box of cake, put it between your legs, and just say, this is mine. Yeah, I'm going to eat this <laughs> until I'm, I'm done. I'm going to eat this cake. <laughs> the whole thing. She's also, she picks up like a book of poems that her mother had left there or something like that. Yeah, it's like a romance novel or some shit. Yeah. She's like, it's just me and you. She's like going around the house, like just reminiscing a little bit. Like, I guess, you know, she went up there a lot with her family as a kid. Right. Um, so, and, you know, I mean, there's cobwebs and shit, but for not being at this cabin for years on end um it, it's in pretty good shape it's not in that bad of shape yeah the fucking you know she got that fucking fish tank up and running within a day everything's running the generator's running perfect i mean she did buy fuel for it and shit but like everything's just like running pristine oh uh, maybe maybe they have a dobby or something we just never saw it. oh there you go it was eaten by the fucking geckos though oh <laughs> dobby dies in every universe <laughs> oh yeah he's under the fucking floor hello mrs amy i fixed your f fish tank Oh, Dobby's been eaten. <laughs> Harry Potter just steps out of the fucking chimney with a shovel. I need to bury him. A free elf. <laughs> he throws. He fucking puts a sock over his eyes <laughs> or what's left of his body. 
<laughs> it's all like skeletal bloody remains and he just like puts a sock on him. Good night, Dubby. Dobby's a free elf. He was freed from his flesh. <laughs> he was freed from existence. He is ascended. He is ascended. Oh my god. The implications of this bit are, are gonna be rippled across the MDU. <laughs> oh no, man, he's cleaning up after the wizards now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after HP buries Dobby, um, Amy, she goes to this fucking grocer. And this is where she kind of meets this uh, Mrs. Miller character who owns the uh, general store. And when you say the general store, uh, you mean the store. The only. Anything else. Oh, we, right. But, well, to, fin- to put a pin on what Joe is saying, she goes to open this fucking cake, and it's like just been totally gnawed on by something. Yeah, there's like a big gross bite taken out of it, and it's all wet and shit. Um, might have been Dobby, so he might have, uh, you know, he might have <laughs> paid for that with his I life. I mean, he had to <laughs> eat something while he was there when nobody else was around. Nobody's paying him. Dobby ate cake. Sorry. Dobby had cake. <laughs> Dobby loved it. Like Amy fucking kills him and then like tries to blame it on the gecko. Like look at all these gnaw marks on the body. It's like, eh, they look like they were done in post after he was already dead. <laughs> why is it all wet? Don't ask Dobby questions. Dobby was hungry. You never feed him. I've been waiting years for you to come back to open the refrigerator so I could have a piece of that cake. Dobby had relations with your cake, master. <laughs> You fuck that cake? Corpse fucker just looks at him from across the room and just throws a thumbs up at him, like, in approval. <laughs> he takes a sip of his fucking Mai Tai. Because, like, I mean, if you're saying, like, I mean, like, let's depart from this idea that he was, you know, working for Amy. Like, now let's take the idea that he's ascended yes. and is now, like, the house elf for this uh, big brother home that all these fucking characters <laughs> live in. Oh just God. the wizards. With the wizards and GVD. I mean, I guess GBD is not a permanent residence. No. A resident, I, I should say. Like, it's the wizard castle, right? In the sky? With Dobby. Be the grossest castle I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It looks like it looks like a fucking man cave basement bar. Well, thank God they got a new soul to help clean it up then. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's doomed now because they're treating him like fucking Lucius, man. Toby would ask that you stop smoking in his presence. How about you go fuck yourself, you little elf? Y- you gotta say, though, he's probably you know, metaphorically high because every time GVD asks someone to take their clothes off, Dobby's fucking rolling in the dough in clothes. I got shoes, I got shirts, I got pants, I got everything. Thanks, Granny. He's the one who was to carry the giant pile of laundry. <laughs> Thanks, Granny. Anytime. <laughs> oh, you want a little, you want, I'll give you more than a sock there, you little handsome devil. Look your big ears there, here you go. Now give me your socks. Take off that tunic, you little bastard. <laughs> Not very exciting, it's all you have on. So little's the imagination. <laughs> so, so she goes to the general store and she's like, yeah, I need fuel and uh, mouse traps and some kind of pesticide. And give me that outlawed veterinary poisoner the fuck you have with a giant skull and crossbones <laughs> on it that you must have gotten from the vet from Dead Alive. She, she's like, um... Yeah, I don't sell sedatives. Tranquilizers, I, I do, do have. <laughs> Outlaw the poisons, I do have. Um, Yeah, she gives her like a, well, that's a little bit later, but yeah, she gives her like a fucking backpack uh, with the fucking poison gun. Yeah. It's a Ghostbusters weapon, okay? Yeah, it's man, a- pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because she's like, well, where there's one, there's bound to be 20 more. And then Amy's like, great, great, great. <laughs> Excellent. I, my all my cake is fucked. I appreciate your optimism, Miss Miller. And then, then she pays with like a hundred dollar bill, and the woman's like, "Wow, big spender." And she's like, "Yeah, uh, uh." She's like, "She's like, oh, this is all you got." 
Like, you got anything smaller? Yeah. Because everybody pays in ones and fives here. Amy, there's like ten people in this town, really? Yeah. She's like, hold on a second, I need to go to the safe to get you change. Yeah, basically, yeah. And then she warns her again about the big storm coming, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, that's great, sure. That's cool. And this time, like, Simon Basel's like, in the store, but doesn't say anything to her. He's just kind of still stalking her. Um, and then she goes home with all this shit, and uh, she doesn't really do anything with it at first. She gets ready to take a bath, and uh, they oh, do man. this great fucking fake out. Yeah, the, well, just real quick, I I, I know that I was I, uh, uh, romanticizing about the fucking hot tub in Valentine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but man, this this cozy cabin bathroom bathtub yeah. with all the candles lit and shit sign me up for that i'll take a bubble bath in there honestly this kind of this kind of house is and the setting is uh where i would like to retire if i ever have that choice just oh, in the yeah, mountains man. where it snows where there's nobody to bother me <laughs> it's cozy as hell in there just geckos just man eating geckos all <laughs> just, over the just, place just geckos and and creepy dead-eyed mr peterson resilient geckos yeah mm-hmm. mm, yes aberrations if you will tm <laughs> <laughs> poor Franklin the cat. Frankie? Franklin? Frank. Whatever. Yeah, poor Frank the cat is just sitting on her shelf going, Wah! Well, well, right, because they have the POV shot of something skittering on the ground towards her in the tub. Yeah. And it jumps, and it cuts to the cat jumping onto the hamper, and it's like, oh, you silly cat, you, 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 you tricked me, the audience. <laughs> uh, I mean... I really. I usually, think it's a great. I, I think it's a good fake out. I, I think it's a. I think it's a real good one because here's the thing. It's not just like, oh, cat scare, jump scare. It's like you think the cat is going to like get killed by the gecko or something's going to happen, right? Right. Well, also just the way the cat is behaving, like the cat is the only one aware of anything truly going wrong in this house because sure. she's like la 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 la, takes a bath, <laughs> and the cat's like ah, there's something wrong. <laughs> Listen to me. Didn't you read the note I left? <laughs> It's inside the house! The IOU? <laughs> oh, no. TLC, did you not read it? Yes. He leaves a note, but it's just paw prints and ink. She's like, I don't get it. No, she gets a note. It just says, I'm going to kill you, sign Yuri. I don't think it's Yuri. I don't think it's him. I have nothing to worry about, Frank. Stop. <laughs> yeah, Frank's like, but Yuri's coming. He'll never find me in this family home I lived in for years. That I never told him about, I don't think. We're going to get to that. But anyway, so after after the fake out, the uh, the the power generator goes out, so she has to go outside and check on it. So she leaves the bathroom. The cat actually starts swiping at something under the bathtub. I mean, we kind of have an idea what it is going at this point. We haven't seen them yet, mind you. I mean, we've talked about it. Right. Like, we we've already said that it's geckos, mutant geckos. But like, yeah, right, nobody right. nobody's seen them yet. Like, nobody, even Simon Basel's character doesn't even really know. He has an idea. Um, but he, does, he doesn't even know, and he's kind of the main guy on the job here. So, yeah, then she's in the fucking generator thing, um, <clears throat> and she's checking on it, and, uh, the fucking wire is, like, ripped off. And she has, she's, like, trying to reconnect it, so she reconnects it, the power comes on, and the fucking egg sack that was in the ceiling fucking drips on her head. Egg sack's more like fucking egg salad. Ugh. It's gross. It's like, um... It looks very, um, xenomorph hive material. Yeah. Except green and more boogery. Yeah, so she, she has to, you know, wash it all out of her fucking hair, and she's not too thrilled about that. So the next day, she goes back to the general store, but this time she leaves the cat behind, much to my chagrin. 
because she's like, you're going to have to protect the place. And the entire time, this cat's going all like, courage the cowardly dog on her. Like, ah, maybe not. Maybe don't leave me here by myself. <laughs> don't do it. Take me with you, please. I don't want to end up like Dobby. She turns around and goes, booga, booga, booga. <laughs> with the mask. Yeah, you stupid cat. Stupid cat. <laughs> what was that other one from Harry Potter? Like the the asshole. Uh, oh, creature? Creature. I love creature. 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 Creature's just there. Like the cat's being stalked. And he's like, creature, help. He's like, nah, Dobby was the one protecting you. I could give two fucking shits about you. Fuck you. Serious black fucking hit me with a stick one time. Creature is off the clock. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. There's geckos literally nibbling on his feet. I'm off the clock. <laughs> Go ahead and kill Creature. He no longer cares. I'm eating this cake. <laughs> creature ate the cake. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was him the whole time. <laughs> it was actually him the entire Dobby. time. Yeah, and, and Dobby suffered for his sins. Yeah. <laughs> That that is so creature. He's a true he's a true martyr. So she leaves, and, and this this poor cat. They don't leave it up to your imagination at all. It's like you know, the second this woman leaves, this cat is eating fucking dust. She closes the door, and the fucking Kill Bill sirens zoom in in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Just surrounded by like fucking twenty yeah. of these things. <laughs> this is also like the first time that her car almost breaks down. Well, it does, straight up. She goes to the general store again, and she's like, I, I I need something stronger than fucking whatever. And she's like, well, shit, here, take this fucking backpack with this, with a, there's a deal drum, uh, you know, toxic waste fucking pest control fucking pesticide. Insert these nuclear rods into the back of this device. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wacky looking. Yeah, like, like Joe was saying, they have like these old ass, uh, like poison tubes, essentially that you attach to the back of the, uh, the 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 pack, I guess we'll call it. Yeah, the back. It's a backpack. And Simon comes up. He's like, uh, "You you got a certification for these things, Miss Miller?" Yeah, she's like, "They can bust me if they want. Yeah, fuck them." She's, she's like, "Oh yeah, they can come. They can come out here in the middle of fucking nowhere and tell me what I can and can't have in my store." Yeah, but she like gives it. She's like, "Oh, you just put this fucking hazardous chemical in the backpack and you shoot the shit all <laughs> over the place." Oh, by the way, it'll kill your fucking dog or your cat. Right. It'll kill your pet, but here you go. <laughs> and fucking Marshall comes out of the shadows. He's like, actually, it'll give you cancer, too. Hi. Hello. I'm Hi, a- I'm Marshall. <laughs> I'm the guy that's been watching you with binoculars from afar. <laughs> and Miss Miller just fucking sells him out. He's like, you were watching it with your, with your binoculars, weren't you? And he's like, uh-huh. No. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, anyway, poison. Actually, because he's Richard Stanley, he's like, <clears throat> anyway, you ever heard of H.P. Lovecraft? I'm going to make a movie about him one day. As a thoth. Anyway. And then her, uh, her her piece of shit car breaks down. Imagine that. Yeah, she like she's like, okay, you're creepy, bye. And uh, her fucking car breaks down, and uh, Marshall's like, oh, uh, so, so, oh, he's like talking to her at first before it breaks down, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, is there anything like, is, He's like, so what do you got up at your cabin? Because he's like, he already knows something's going going down. He knows uh, there's something wrong with like the wildlife. Well, because also not only does she buy like that backpack fucking poisoner, she also buys like twenty mouse traps. Yeah, a ton of like you know pest shit. And uh, he's like, he says something to the effect of like, um, you know. Is it all right if I come up and, like, take a look at, at the cabin? Like, if it's that bad and blah, blah, blah. Her car ends up taking a shit, and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, this fucking, this car, everything's shot in here. She's like, yeah, well, I bought it for a grand. 
to get away from my <laughs> fucking ex-boyfriend. And then you drove it across the country. No wonder it fucking died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he gives her a lift back to the cabin, and he, like, goes in and, like, uh, you know, explores a little bit to see if he can find out what's going on. What what's in the house, rather. And he also talks about on the ride over there how, like, he's a field researcher. Yeah. And he's looking into all this wildlife in the area, getting wiped out by some kind of new apex predator. And he hasn't been able to put his finger on it. Yeah, he makes a comment like a bunch of wildlife in the vicinity has died, but there's no signs of contaminants or an ecological catastrophe or anything, really. Well... Getting a getting an in focus picture of, a, of of a Randy Orton in the wild is very difficult. So. <laughs> <laughs> the apex predator. Ah! Randy just he just walks up and RKO's both of them and leaves. <laughs> and the movie ends. And the movie over. ends. <laughs> RKO's a gecko. <laughs> or the gecko RKO's him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. There's a new apex predator in town. <laughs> Motherfuck aberration. Um, sounds like a wrestler, doesn't it? Aber- the Aberration! Yeah, yeah, in like the 90s or the 80s or something like that. Yeah, they'd be in the, uh, WCW. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Aberration, brother. I'm about to evolve. So, yeah, and as they're driving to, uh... <laughs> the camera like pans down and uh <laughs> they drive past the uh Mr. Peterson's dog like all fucking chewed up and shit. Yeah. Really in depth like brutal shot of this dog being like basically just eviscerated and, and eaten apart. Uh the go- the gore in this movie is very surprising at times. Weta did such a great job with all the practical gore effects because the cat and the dog look eerily real. Yeah, and there's a lot of cutaways when the violence gets really intense, which leads me to believe there might be some just extra footage lying around of, like, extended sequences of things blowing up and getting shot and ripped apart. I mean, you think so? Because that's another thing, too, like... I I feel like they show most of it, but I I get what you're saying, Connor. They they cut away a little bit. Yeah, it looks like there's maybe, like, a half second or a second missing from some sequences of it, but the the stuff they leave in is fantastic. Yeah, no, totally, I get you. Right, because when they get to the the cabin they start looking around and simon's kind of checking the rooms out and he goes into the bathroom i forget why to get like an advil or some shit yeah because she well she reaches in the fucking uh cabinet and it bites one of the lizards bite her and then like flees into the wall and he's like ah she fucking bit me and then he's like washing her hand out and he goes to get some kind of medicine or like uh you know um Alcohol or peroxide or, or something. Yeah, antiseptic or some shit. And the fucking cat is just straight. He gets straight up fucking critter t- critters too. Like the whole belly's yeah. eating out. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that poor poor little Frankie boy. Man, two animals in like less than an hour. I know it's like the worst part of the film. It's very upsetting. <laughs> well, there's not too like the body count isn't high, right? So like you got yeah, no. you know it kind of has to. It doesn't have to do that, but, like... And for the world that they're setting up, it's realistic. Like, of course, these poor defenseless animals are going to go down because these geckos are slowly turning into fucking number one in the area. Not every horror movie can have Thor the dog. Well, that too. You you think Thor would have fucked... No, Thor would have got his ass kicked. Absolutely. What? No, Thor beat a werewolf. These geckos are no problem. (laughs) No, I know he beat a werewolf, but, like, I don't know. They're small. They're poisonous. They burrow through you. I don't know. We'll he see. He is Thor, the dog of thunder. <laughs> Man, imagine if he just summoned Mjolnir. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but it, it, he holds it in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. He grabs it with his teeth and flies around. Oh, God. I want that movie now. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Bad moon, everybody. Well, then Amy comes in to look at the cat, and uh, Simon kind of goes back into the other room, and he's trying to find this one that's hiding in the wall. And uh, he does capture it, or, or, or almost captures it, and then uh, Amy grabs the fucking poison and just sprays this motherfucker like four <laughs> or five times. Yeah. And uh, Marshall's like, whoa, he's like, I think you're dead. He's like, I think you killed it. And she's like, it killed my cat. He's like, all right. <laughs> he's like, all right, I won't argue that point. <laughs> she fucking hoses this thing. Well, he wants to keep it, right? Because he's, like, he's like, look, th- you know, I need to find out with, with what this thing is. And, like, it, it's really important to my research and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the ecology and all that stuff of the area and stuff. So, so he finds this fucking lizard. Uh, you know, it's dead now because she shot it with the poison quote unquote and uh he's like checking it out um he's like looking at its teeth and its eyes and shit um and he's like he's like what the fuck is up with this thing like it has teeth um and it has like really sharp fucking claws on it like they're huge it's like a massive unnecessary predatory adaptations like it's got all this stuff that's just designed to hurt and kill and you know and eat it's very strange yeah, and he's just like, you know, it looks like a gecko, but, like, it's not a gecko because it has the body of, like, an iguana, and it has teeth, and it's also poisonous. I forget the, the word for that. Well, right, because he finds, like, the spot under the uh, the lips or whatever you want to call them where he finds where the venom would shoot out. Yeah, these he's things... like, man, they've evolved again. He's like, this is bad. He's like, he's like, it doesn't matter if you're 400 pounds or 300 tons. He's like, if this thing gets you in the eyes, like, you're done. Yeah, it's he, they can shoot poison, and they have, like, poison in their bite and shit. They're the Borg, basically. Yeah. <laughs> We are going to be assimilated. The fucking wharf just pops out like every time they change. He's like, they've adapted. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. I'm just here to tell you that. Yeah, Michael Doran pops up like <laughs> like uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans and Don't Be a Menace. You know, like he fucking goes, message, like through the window and shit. It's just fucking Doran popping through and he's like, they've adapted. Um, But yeah, it's a little, it's a nightmare of a little animal. Um, it's, It can spit venom. It's got, I mean, he says something about its eyes. Um, and yeah, it's got long ass nails and it's huge. Like, uh, like it's, um, it's like two feet long or some shit or like three feet long. It's something ridiculous. Well, so then they go outside cause Amy's like, fuck this. I need to get out of here. My cat's dead. So she goes out and of course it started snowing and, uh, Marshall's like, well, well, we're going to get snowed in. And she's like, uh, excuse me, start scraping. Yeah. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah. She's okay. Like, <laughs> she's like, how about you do something except for cutting open a lizard on my table? Right. And so he, he's like, I don't know if I should drive in this weather. And she's like, well, I need to get the fuck out of here. So they start driving and, uh, of course, because the weather's so bad. Uh, how long does this last, Connor? I mean, he, he he crashes this fucking car after what about a minute or two? Oh, they well, first of all, this you shouldn't drive in these conditions, and this is exactly why. If they get in the road, they last about like I don't know, maybe two minutes before they go off the fucking road and careen down a hill and hit a tree. Um, which, by the way, has happened to me in real life. There's just no tree, and I was going like three miles an hour. Still scary. Um, but well, you uh, know the, the the roads are frozen. The roads are fucking frozen, man. Yeah. Uh, so they have to walk back to, well, do they walk back to the cabin? Well, they're, they're kind of far from it at this point. So they're like, oh, Mr. Peterson's cabin's real close. Maybe we can just stop there and maybe get warm over at his house. Ah, yes, that's right. So like, okay, let's start hoofing it. So they get to fucking Mr. Peterson's house and the snow's coming down pretty bad at this point. 
And uh, they get to his house, and he's not answering the door, so they just fucking basically bust the front door in. And uh, there's this awesome shot of kind of like where his roof has ca- has caved in. Yeah, man, it's awesome. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of The Thing. Yeah, That was yeah. the first thing I thought of, because I was expecting to have his, his wrists open with frozen blood coming out yeah. of him. I feel like that had to be like a subtle reference. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But what we got was even more extreme. Uh, it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, they walk in. The place is obviously very still and calm. The roof has collapsed in, and uh, Mr. Peters and sit in his chair uh they walk up turn him around and he is being actively devoured by these fucking things there's like four or five of them in his body and it's the first time you see him yeah first time you see him these things are popping in and out of him like fucking i don't even know what it's like whack-a-mole yeah. <laughs> mr peters hi ah, kids come over and whack my fucking come over and smack my corpse smack my gecko in my corpse. Smack my corpse up. <laughs> corpse fucker standing there, kind of like, you know, grasping his chin, thinking like, huh, new attraction. <laughs> <laughs> this would be great. Dino put, gecko putt. Perfect. He's getting on the phone with Fred Willard, Pinhead. Yeah. He's just trying to make something work, some new kind of hellscape golf. We'll make a fortune. We'll have fucking gecko burgers. <laughs> Now, are the gecko burgers made from gecko, or are they geckos making burgers out of shit haggis? <laughs> They're geckos making burgers out of the egg excrement. Oh, okay. That's okay. a gecko burger. Yum. Mm. That's somehow still not as gross as haggis burgers. I, I eat the shit out of that. I see what you did there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here's this. This fucking scene is both amazing and head-scratching. Yeah. Uh, because before they noticed the geckos eating this guy alive... They're like, huh, why does it smell like gas in here? Man, he's got the gas turned up all the way. Why Why would he do that? Yeah, I guess. Ah, that's so great, though. The setup. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so basically, like, they see the fucking geckos eating this guy alive, and uh, Pamela grabs a fucking box of matches. <laughs> and I shit you not, like, just lights them on fire and just gingerly tosses them over her shoulder towards the oven. She giving her, it. like, giving them, like, Four seconds to get out of this house, which has been filled with God knows how much gasoline. Uh, let me tell you something. I am not a fucking fire expert here, but I'm going to say the second she lit that and that matchbook went on fire, that house is exploding. The, the air would have combusted. Yeah, it would have It would have exploded. Yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I just like how he's like, they're like, oh no, he's dead. And the next thing she does is grab a whole box of matches, ignites it, and just like, meh. This should have been the Dark Knight, man. She would have been fucking Katie Holmes, or whoever the fuck she was, Hall, and he would have been Two-Face on the side of the fucking cabin screaming. What is that name they have you down for the biology lab? Har- uh, Marshall Two-Face? Yeah. <laughs> and why should I hide from what I really am? So... Yeah, so she throws this thing, and they jump out the front door, and this fucking house explodes magnificently. This, it, it's so magnificently that it took me out of the film and put me in the mindset of, like, holy shit, those two people are in actual peril. Yeah, like, they sure were. Yeah. This thing explodes, and, like, they're close enough to the point where I thought they could have sustained, like... The kind of injury that people will get when they stand too close to something that explodes, because I know in movies I show you, like, oh, they can just walk away from it. Like, no, if you stand too close to something like that, like, your insides could get pulverized. I don't know if it's this one or, believe it or not, folks, one of the other explosions. <laughs> There's another one. But There's three. Th- th- one of them, you totally see, like, the stunt person getting hit by debris, and I'm like, holy shit, I wonder how much that hurt. 
If it even was a stunt person, I mean, who knows? It could have been Simon and Pamela, for all we know. The concussive blast from from Mr. Peterson's house exploding shakes the actual film camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can see it. And it's just... And Insane. It's, it's fucking nuts, dude. And it's just... it. It's probably one of the best explosions I've seen in a low-budget film in a while. Yeah. Well, then you also get the uh, you get the classic Groundhog Day joke. Yeah. Where uh, Simon goes, well, at least the car survived, and then that catches on fire and explodes in a ball of fire. Yeah, you might be okay. Um, I always go back to the explosion from Friday 7, because I guess they they blew the fuck out of that house, too. And I think they... What did he say? They ripped it with, like, dynamite, and it blew up to the point where, like, I think they, like, local authorities were called. Yeah, well, that's what it seems like, right? Like, like the, the pyrotechnic uh, division, like, put way too much explosives in the house. Yeah. But it looks great. It looks oh, amazing. Oh, it looks fantastic. And, like, there's a great shot of them uh, getting knocked over by this thing, which is only trumped by a, a later explosion in this movie. I know. So... You know, the truck blows up, and then they have to hoof it all the way back to um, Amy's cabin. And it's fucking cold. Um, Actively snowing. Yeah, Simon jokes about hypothermia, like, maybe it won't be so bad. He's like, I heard, uh, you know, once you start to get really cold, you get warm, and you're comfortable as you go and fade away. And she's like, ah, no, let's go. He's dropping fucking one-liner after one-liner in this film. Oh, yeah. He's having a blast. He that's that's one of the things too. Like Simon is having such a good time. I think they both are. Him and Pam are having like a really good time in this movie. Um, P.S. Uh, this was shot in New Zealand. Yeah, really. And also, uh, I, I don't want to give too much away, but Simon did say the snow in this film, Connor. Uh, potato flakes. Yep. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's upsetting. Yeah, but let me tell you something. This film does... Dude, it looks really good. I had no idea. I fooled me. Uh, they do such a good job of acting cold and and showing the snow, or quote-unquote snow and all of that, and ha- a blizzard and shit, and it looks fantastic. And it sold sold me. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference uh, if you hadn't t- told me. Um, otherwise, like because the settings all look... It, the, the settings kind of inform it to begin with because everything's already covered in snow to begin with so that just blends in yeah blew my mind (laughs) but yeah it's just funny because like simon has an american accent it takes place in wisconsin it's just weird or not or minnesota excuse me not wisconsin yeah it's fucking midwest it's all just one big fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) that's some fucking podunk ass state they get back to the cabin and simon kind of comes to the conclusion that uh they can't really put any heat on or anything because He's like, I think all these geckos are attracted to the heat in the area, and that's probably why they went after Peterson. He's like, so we don't really want to repeat that problem because we, we just finally, like, uh, we don't have them coming after us right now with this blizzard. We might be okay if we just keep it, you know, DL. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, there's still lizards. I mean, with all the evolutions and how rapidly they evolve, they're still cold-blooded. Well, he, uh, was it before they walk in, he's like, well, they could have also... Uh, because it's warm inside the house, it's like they they could have been in here too. So let's get ready for a fight. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're like they could have took over the house or whatever, but they come in and nothing's disrupted. And yeah, they end not, up like ha- nothing at all. No, they end up like having some soup and like sitting on the couch and talking about what they should do. Yeah, and he like puts a hand and he like puts a hand on her back as if to say like ah you know it'll be all right we'll figure it out and she like winces and like pulls away from him. 
And then it's kind of like, you know, we get a little bit more of her backstory and like her, she had an abusive ex-boyfriend or what have you. Personal thing. Personal thing. Yeah, they keep referring to it. And that's really, it's dealt with well there too. It, it's also written really well. Yeah, especially when you meet this piece of shit later on. I'm reserving all comments until he's actually <laughs> present. I've got some stuff to say about this cartoon character, man. This is also where you find out that Marshall doesn't like guns because Amy tries to get him to kind of get comfortable with this uh, rifle. Yeah, because he goes, he goes to his pack and uh, he looks in at the... He, he goes to take the lizard out that they killed with the poison and it's come back to life and eaten a hole through his pack and is out in the house again. I love his reaction too. He's like, oh man, it's alive. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I guess they created an anti-venom and, did, you know, stopped the poison before it caused any serious damage to it. Like they evolved again. Right, right. I don't know. It makes me feel like a bad biologist. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is, yeah, she goes to give him the gun, and she's like, oh, it's just like uh, Sarah Connor from The Terminator. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> then a fucking tree, like, crashes through the window, and he unloads, like, ten fucking shots on this tree branch. I love how he's like, oh, I don't want guns, I don't believe in guns, and then you give him a gun, and he gets super fucking excited, and he just shoots everything every time he gets the opportunity. He shoots the shit out of this house, he really does. <laughs> he's like, but <laughs> Pam's like, I think you killed it. I think you killed the tree. <laughs> so they so they board it up and um they smell something burning. And the gecko that was in his pack is like underneath the heater and it's fucking this time it's dead dead. So they pull it out and he fucking dissects it. That must smell like shit. Like <laughs> that's gotta be awful. Ugh. Barbecued fucking blizzard. So he dissects barbecued uh, cat because he drops the darkest joke in the movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's going through. He's dissecting this fucking lizard. He goes, man, there's a lot of cat fur in here. And he's like looking at her. He's like, oh, oops. He's like, stupid cat. I mean, oops, sorry. Yeah, he he doesn't know all the details with Dobby and and, and (laughs) Creature. They kind of keep him in the dark. He's a muggle. He doesn't get all that information. No, he doesn't. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dobby killed the cat. You never feed Dobby. (laughs) I'm going to eat. Frankie! I mean, the sad reality is Frankie is a familiar, and she could recast the spell at any time to bring him back to life, but she's just keeping him suffering in, in, in the fae. You think it was just McGonagall? She's McGonagall? Yeah, the, no, Frankie's McGonagall. Well, that well, I, I sure hope she's able to come back then, because otherwise that's one hell of a way to go, McGonagall. She was trying to lay low like Peter Pettigrew as the fucking rat? Nah, it's not McGonagall. She's a- she got stuck in her own spell. She couldn't break out of it. <laughs> right. Minerva, Minerva's too much of a bad bitch to get taken out by geckos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Maybe she, I don't know, maybe. She's got fucking balls of platinum, okay? It's one of my favorite characters in that whole series. <laughs> she's, she's a god. I mean, we are dealing with uh, Bio Boy and uh, Ski Bunny here. So, so he he make he makes a comment like, "Oh shit, there was an egg sack in here, and the eggs are gone. They've been deposited. So now they have to search the house for the eggs and destroy them. And in this process, he like Marshall like steps on the poison gun and breaks it. So Pam Gidley like pulls out a fucking Super Soaker seventy five thousand. Oh, this part's awesome. A dead ass '90s Super Soaker that I haven't laid eyes on. One because like Super Soakers now are like basically assault weapons." Um, they come with, like, backpacks and pumps and, like, 42 tanks, and they can hold, like, 7,000 PSI, and you can kill your neighbor's dog with it. Um, <laughs> whereas back then, it was like you had to crank it, you know, until your arm got numb. 
Like, yeah, pump that just, shit up. Yeah, yeah, pump it until it no longer can, and until your gun breaks or your arm does. Yeah, and then you can shoot for like uh, five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love I I love how they do this because I feel like a hokier movie would have just had the fucking super soaker attacked attached to it from the get-go yeah but because he accidentally breaks it it's like okay naturally we have this other thing floating around let's put it on here and it doesn't feel like it's just i don't know for some reason it works better in this movie because it doesn't feel like it was just it, it wasn't an afterthought there was some thought put into it i don't know maybe that sounds a little redundant but you get what i'm saying yes it's an organic way to lean into something kind of silly that then you you don't think right, about it afterwards right. because you're like oh that makes th- there's a reason why this happens so you don't have to overthink it. But it totally makes sense. I mean it's almost akin to fucking uh, the water guns in in Lost Boys when when fuck it when they fill them up yeah, with the holy yeah. water. That is the first thing I would do if I was fighting vampires. <laughs> God damn it! I forgot about that part. That is the that that is the best part in the movie. It's fucking so good. You miss sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Speaking of Billy Worth, I saw a trailer. I was watching something, and I saw a trailer for some movie that he's that he's in with fucking Judge Reinhold. Um, that we need to do. He's like a fucking. He's he's another future uh, person, time hopping and like <laughs> fucking stealing people. All right. Does he know John Hurt? And how's he doing lately? You, uh, you're <laughs> you're you're catching on. So uh, so they're so they're hunting for the for the other. Gecko, I think there's two more left. They say there's like oh there's there's two more. Oh, all right, this is where they drop that lame bio bunny and ski or what was it ski bunny and bio boy line? Yeah, because uh, they're gonna destroy all the eggs and they find some like under the mattress in the bedroom. They destroy. Well, first they, first they fight that one in the closet. Yeah, yeah, the sneaky little bastard hiding under the flannel. Man, I love this part because Pam's like going through the closet. Uh, at first, and she like hits a hanger, and he's like, and she like scares herself, and Simon just like pops up from the other side of the bed and goes, oh, "Lizard!" <laughs> no coat hanger. Yeah, so good. I don't know. She just smiles. He shoots right in between the <laughs> eyes, like fucking uh, Brad Pitt in Burn After Reading. Just oh, unloads. Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. She startled me. Jesus Christ. I mean, wouldn't you shoot Brad Pitt in your closet too, dude? If oh, especially if that Brad Pitt popped up, like biker Brad Pitt. Excuse me, cyclist Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's just he's just laying in the closet already. The geckos just come out of his fucking mouth. <laughs> oh my god, out of his stomach. Si- Simon wastes uh, way more shots on this thing because it starts like it, it runs out and they're trying to shoot it in the room and it keeps hiding behind shit. It crawls into like a hamper, right? Like right in the hamper, and, and he he fucking he's he's trying to catch this thing and and Amy sprays it with the. Uh, the super soaker in the hamper and he just shoots the shit out of the hamper <laughs> he shoots yeah. he shoots a coin bowl a picture a window <laughs> the wall five times like somebody downtown probably um he kills a fucking rocking chair at one point too well because he chases it into the other room he's like die you scum sucking freak yeah unloads like oh well we'll get to that um he unloads like 30 of these little pellets like into this poor fucking room and she's just like oh cool that's <laughs> i don't I only live here. Well, she comes in. She comes in after he wastes all this ammunition, takes the gun, aims, fires, blows the fucking brains out of this thing. I'm like, why did you ever give this guy the gun if you're that efficient with it? <laughs> well, I want to be humble and not show how much of a good marksman I am. She don't want to humble brag. Did she, like, you know, fucking does the classic, like, barrel blow off? She fucking spins it and puts it back into a holster. Yeah. <laughs> And now they're, like, completely immune to the poison now. Like, the poison doesn't do shit to these things anymore. Captain, 
They've adapted. Michael Dorn, TM. But yeah, she shoots. And by the way, this is where I was talking about with the gore, where uh, things start exploding because uh, oh, yeah. there's lots of stuff being shot for the rest of this movie, and they all uh, blow up as if they have extremely high blood pressure. Yeah, this fucking thing's head explodes, and there's shit all over the place. Yeah, and then they and then they fucking find an egg underneath the mattress, and she just fucking <laughs> throws it down and stomps it the fuck out. Dude, this is brutal. Yeah. I love how they linger on this because she's like, this should be easy enough to kill. Stomp, 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 I don't think stomp, you're painting stomp. enough of a picture because when you when you say that, uh, to me as a person who knows what actually happens, it's still just thinking like an egg just gets smushed and, and yolk comes out of it. No, she steps on this egg and literally like the half created fucking lizard baby is like yeah. smushed under her heel. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's screaming and she's just mushing it into the ground. Well, then, then they go into the attic because that's the last place they think that they're at. Yeah. And uh, they, they kill some up there. There's a fuck ton of eggs up there, too. And then they also they also hear them in the walls. So Marshall, what does he, he start doing? He starts like... He drives them. So they go up there and um, he like hoses them. Oh, right. Yeah. Like he has a hose and he's fucking like spraying them in the attic. Uh, to like get him to gum to come out, and they like run down the side of the wall, uh, from the attic into the walls, and then he like busts the fucking walls open with the rifle to like get him out, and he's like shooting behind the walls with a fucking uh hose, and then this thing like yeah spills out on out of the fucking wall under the floor, fucking Kool Aid man's through the fucking wall. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Let's do this. So then Pam start just lights this fucking thing up, and now they're fucking bulletproof. Captain, they've adapted. <laughs> well, not only are they bulletproof, but this thing just like it spits in Simon's eyes, so he can't fucking see now. Yeah, but doesn't stop him from getting disqualified for his championship match by picking up a chair and beating this thing to death. Oh my god! Well, and this is where he drops the line, the the the, the title of the film. It's a, uh, a-, a- aberration. He gets fucking sprayed in the fucking face and goes blind and then mashes this motherfucking thing to a pulp with a chair. Not just not a steel chair, everybody. A no, a wooden like, like a ro- a wooden rocking chair that he beats it with the edge of the seat. Like <laughs> it's fucking it's brutal. Oh, he fucking smushes this fucking thing. Then he gives like a new ass fucking speech while she's like wrapping his eyes with uh some cotton. He's like they're like a virus. They're changing rapidly. As he stares into the distance, like, because he, he can't fucking see. She's like, sure, honey. Like, it's like the Terminator or some shit. Yeah, they're like, a, he's like, he's like, they're, they're, uh, building up immunity, like, within hours of all the stuff that they keep doing to them. Like, whether it be the poison or the guns or whatever. That is really fucking cool. Just have to throw that in there. And then he drops, see, uh, another thing I like about this movie is they never tell you exactly what the fucking deal is with these things. No. It's kind of like a zombie movie. Sort of. I was also thinking that how this kind of reminded me of, like, Tremors, where yeah. there's just these things out in the wild that there's no fucking a satellite didn't crash there was no mad no. scientist or some kind of mutagen like they're just there and no one really knows how they got there yeah there's no there's no mosquitoes eating a uh fucking alien's blood and, and getting huge <laughs> i forgot about that for mosquitoes i mean some of the best monster stories are just that i mean look at deep rising look at tremors except yeah. for the you know they 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 tell you in the second movie that they're like terrestrial or whatever but even um even cloverfield um if you ignore that part well i mean the satellite yeah. woke it up but, like the cloverfield monster is seemingly always lived under the water we just pissed it off right exactly or uh there was one other one like they do that in killer clowns too like yeah they're aliens but like why are they there yeah you know i don't know i it just works better when you don't give a clear explanation but the one that he the one that he hypothesizes right now it's kind of like that mimic the, like 
like the movie Mimic, where like the bugs were created to kill like those cockroaches in the sewers and then like evolved. It's kind of the same thing here because he's like, oh, you know, these fucking genetic engineering places are like, oh, if you could do it with a rat, why not do it with a lizard? And like you create a fucking animal to stop a pest and then end up creating something even worse, you know? This actually happens in certain ecosystems, though, because and not like through like genetic tampering, but I think in Florida. Um, oh, yeah, boa constrictors? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that people bring in as far as exotic animals go that breed with the local wildlife, and then you, and they fuck up the ecosystem. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just... Well, I, I know specifically with Florida, the boa constrictors are really bad because they weren't natural to that habitat. No. Yeah. And, and now, like, after years and decades of people, like, just, you know, either flushing them or they don't want them as pets or they escape or they get out of the zoo or what have you, they've right. just, like, destroyed the Everglades. Not destroyed, but definitely fucking turned the ecosystem upside down. Well, right, right. Yeah, and actually, a friend of mine lives in Australia, and um, she had to go get a whole bunch of, uh, like, uh, red tape to get her pit bull brought into the country because there are no pit bulls in Australia. Oh, wow. no. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I, see, I kind of agree with that, though. No, yeah, yeah, to yeah, an yeah. Extent. They're, they're, to uh, an extent. <laughs> I mean, remember, remember the famous Simpsons episode when they actually go to Australia and Bart has the fucking frog, and it, you know they leave, and the frogs have taken over the country at the end. Right. Where, 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 what place is that with the fucking cane toad? That's that's the perfect example. Oh, oh well, different episode. That's when Homer Homer dies at the end of that episode for crying out loud. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the Simpsons. Like this oh. is a, there was a real <laughs> epidemic. There was a real problem with cane toads. I forget. There's a whole documentary on it too, like a movie. Um, I can't remember what it was, but they're they were basically it was it's a story about being an invasive species, right, and fucking yeah, right. things up like that. But anyway, or like or like um, uh, golden starlings or whatever those birds. I mean, we are the uh, number one invasive species in the world. If you want to get technical, oh yeah, oh we're the worst. No, we're the worst. <laughs> no, we really are though. But anyway, yeah, Marshall is uh, probably uh, uh, delirious from uh, being blinded by a fucking mutant lizard and just kind of waxing on. And she's like putting gauze over his eyes. She's like, sure, honey, go to sleep. Yeah. She's like, well, how big could they get? Because he's like, she's like, they're fucking like four feet long now. Oh, my God. And she's like, well, how big? And he's like, you know what a Komodo dragon is? And she's like, no. She's like, it's a 10 foot fucking monster lizard. It is a 10 foot monster lizard that will bite you, causing necrosis, and then you die slowly. Yep. I They made another horror movie about them. The Komodo dragons are fucking scary. I just remember one where it eats a fucking dog through like a doggy door, and then I was like out after that part. <laughs> you guys, and it's just a movie. Hey, listen, I, I, I have to repeat that constantly to my girlfriend whenever an animal's killed in a film. Like, I usually can watch that shit, but sometimes that gets me. I, I mean, I'll revi- I, I, I'm open to revisiting it. I mean, I don't know if it's a good movie, but I'm just saying. No, that's fair. I have I have professional uh, uh, side effects from that, so that's what it is. I just, I'm like, come on! <laughs> Stop killing the cats and dogs! So she bandages him up, and then she's like, ah, oh, got an idea. How are we gonna lure this motherfucker out? And she's like, well, I hope it likes chicken. So they're like <laughs> sitting in the closet. This is like a a crabbing technique to catch this yeah. fucking thing. It's just chicken on a string. That's exactly what it is. If anybody's familiar, every, any listeners from New Jersey, you know you fucking went down to the fucking bay. You go to the end of the bay in Silverton, and the you dock. fucking attach yeah. a piece of chicken to a little hook on a piece of, like, just, like, white, you know, cloth string and sit there for 15 yeah. minutes until you feel the most subtle of tugs in the world. And then you pull it up really, really slow and get your net ready. Yeah, and then you, you get old enough to buy yourself a crab trap and never fucking do that again. <laughs> 
Drop lines is what they're called. And then you also get old enough to just never do that again because you're there until, like, you get there at 5 a.m. and you don't leave till fucking, like, 3 in the afternoon. And you have, like, four fucking crabs in the thing. Yeah, well, it depends when you go. Fishing! I love it. I can't, oh, man, I miss crabbing. I'll tell you what. I haven't done it in probably 15 years. You know, well, the docks around Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm fucking two hours from the sh- from the shore now, so you know it, I, we used to live I, I used to live right down you know ten minutes from it. I used to live on it. I lived on um uh, uh Pinecrest right off Kell Creek, so the bay was three, four yeah. houses down. So the so she's luring this fucking lizard with this chicken, and um, this thing's fucking smart, man, because it, it actually rips the chicken. Yeah, off the uh, off the off the cord. There's a bunch of like fish hooks in the chicken too. Like they were gonna like catch it. Like a you know, I don't even know what the fuck end game was, but it rips the chicken like off the cord, and Pamela Gidley panics <laughs> and <laughs> grabs this fucking lizard and sticks it in the fucking fish tank. Hang on, it's panicking step one because this 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 freakout has multiple <laughs> stages of freakout because it she's does. like she's like it ooh does. ooh ooh, and then she grabs the fucking top of the fish tank, grabs the lizard, and is like and just drops it in the fish tank. The tail pops off. So yeah, then, like, the that. tail's still wriggling. She's like, um, And Simon's like, what the fuck is going on? I can't see. What say. is happening? She's like, shut up. Give me a second. <laughs> then, like, she's fucking stomping out the fucking tail. And then, because this movie hasn't quite finished killing off everyone's pets, it starts eating her fucking goldfish. And she's like, sorry, Mr. Fishies. And Marshall's like, eh, they're fish. They don't have feelings. Yeah, fuck them. And then she's like, it's going to run out of air, right? And he's like, yep, eventually. So this fucking thing sinks like a rock. And then she's like, great, it's dead. Quite suspiciously, I might add. Because it just kind of like, it puts its legs out and just like goes prone. And then, wouldn't you know it, it fucking bends its head and fucking gills pop open on the sides of its head. Captain, they've adapted. Uh, You know what? I'm going to have to put it out there. I think uh, Harry Potter left him a little gift in the uh, fish tank. A little mugwort, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) It was in the goldfish. That's how you unlocked it. (laughs) Harry Potter's secret gecko fan. Speaking in fucking... I mean, would you... You wouldn't speak parcel tongue to that. I mean, honestly, like, this woman killed Dobby. He wants the geckos to get her. He just buried the poor bastard. Sweet revenge. This is Harry Potter's heel turn? What's happening? (laughs) Oh, Harry Potter's always a scumbag. Very true. Well, it's, it's actually Amy's heel turn in the context of her killing Dobby, but, you know... Let's not forget that. So Marshall's like, oh, my God, it's amphibious. And then uh, uh, Amy doesn't have any other reaction because she's still not quite done freaking out. Uh, so she just grabs a fucking lamp and just throws and it in the broken <laughs> And it explodes <laughs> in water and gore. <laughs> it's awesome. I just like how she, like, in moments like this, she just, she suspends her own, like, will to survive and just grabs the most destructive <laughs> thing she can and just like i'm gonna nuke this two foot long lizard it's it's always it's her fight or flight is always like well i guess i'll just die well, but it, this thing will die with die me. or i but die or this thing blows up it's also a really convenient way to knock the power out yeah well i thought that was cool too because now the power yeah right so the power's out now for good and this is kind of where like before simon was saying like yeah we can't really make a lot of noise or running a lot of heat now he's like yeah it's gonna get cold in here real quick (laughs) well but it's to their advantage right it's the simon's advantage well (laughs) it sure is simon and little simon so um she's like he's like oh we got to check in the attic for eggs and she's like oh you want to do it (laughs) 
and he's still blind at this point, and uh, it's a pretty good gag. Anyway, she goes up into the attic, and uh, she's got a fucking hammer, and she starts beating the shit out of these egg cl- clutches. Just, I, I like how she goes from uh, to blowing up a fish tank with a lamp that causes, like, you know, an, an explosion of water, glass, blood, knocks the power out, and then follows that up with casually going upstairs and just kind of lethargically smashing all these little eggs with a hammer. <laughs> hey, Connor, this is the same person who just... Tosses a lit fucking, ma- basically a Molotov <laughs> cocktail, uh, to to her left as as a house explodes. I don't think she has too much caution. She's like, this is this is small fry stuff. She's definitely throwing caution to the wind. Put it that way. So, that's it, right? We killed all the eggs. Now it's time to go to sleep, right? So so they they cozy up because it's really cold, and she she's like she's like, you know, we're only doing this to keep warm. And he's like, yep, sure are. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, kisses her on the cheek. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I'm leaving tomorrow, so yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he starts going on about, uh, he's like, you know what? If there's any of those lizards left, the cold will probably kill them. I'm glad it wasn't the summertime because we would have never been able to contain this outbreak of these mutant fucking geckos. Silver lining. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> that better be a flashlight. Oh, I hear something coming down the road. I hear a big old truck coming down the road. Oh, I think it's a four-wheeler. Yeah, I think so. Hey, uh, Amy, uh, anyone know you live here? You're staying here? No answer? Okay, I'm going to go answer the door now. Oh, I can see, by the way. Oh, I can see again. <laughs> I'm good. The magical gauze you wrapped around my eyes soaked up all the poison or <laughs> something. Also, I guess at some point, maybe maybe this was in the movie and I just forget, but she must have told him about Yuri, or I guess maybe just the implication about the boyfriend. She did. She names him specifically earlier on. She does. Okay. Because I, I, I miss that, too. I miss it every time. I guess I just didn't hear it. I mean, unless, or it's just the silent thing from earlier when he's like, personal thing. Hang on. I need to very clearly establish that this is not a man. This is a this is a uh, a, a fucking a dead rising boss. Okay, he's a Resident <laughs> Evil character. He is a fucking cartoon of a foreigner who I'm not really sure where he's from because his accent changes every. Well, he's Yuri, man. He's, he's Russian. Yuri. He's from Upper West Side, but also can <laughs> he can dual wield like a motherfucker. Um, he can dance fight. He I think can... he's one of the underworld uh, vampires. Honestly, he is. He could be Yuri Romanov. He is a. He is a. Uh, a close quarters combat expert, seemingly. Um, he yeah. doesn't smoke. He likes to act like he does. Um, uh, carries so he's two, straight edge. He carries two pistols and is a gymnast, or seemingly. <laughs> this man is absurd, and I'm so glad he showed up for the four minutes that he's on screen. <laughs> he looks like he, f- he fucking fell right out of a Paul Anderson movie. <laughs> yeah, for his benefit. Uh, yeah, actually, better movie, I'll tell you what. Well, while he uh, he's talking to Simon outside, Amy wakes up and goes in the closet, and there's the, oh, look, another fucking clutch of eggs, and she's again. Clutch of eggs, baby. Yeah, she's taking the fucking, what does she have, a heel or something? She's smashing this baby lizard's head in. With, Beating him with a fucking dress shoe. And she's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> These fucking things like, like, holy shit. Yuri fucking gets out of his car, and, uh... Grabs Simon by the nose and he's like, and Simon's like, oh, you must be Yuri. And he's like, he's like, yes, that's right. I'm Yuri. You're correct, sir. Now go to sleep. Where is this Alex's house? And he's like, Alex? No, uh, no, nope. 
And he's like, I'll tell you what. You tell me where she is or I kill you. And he's like, hey, buddy, what the fuck do you think you're doing? He, like, grabs... <laughs> Simon grabs Yuri by the shoulder and Yuri flips him over and smashes his fucking head into the ground and then puts his <laughs> cigar in his mouth and then just steps the- over his unconscious body. Hey, you learned that one from Rump, man, putting the cigar in the mouth. <laughs> Fucking Rump does that before he takes the guy's uh, sunglasses or whatever. Just what I need, another bad habit. My favorite part of this is when he puts the cigarette in Simon's mouth, he appears to kind of take a drag on it or something. Like, his lips close around him. Dude, Simon is hitting on this thing for the rest of the movie. He's fucking puffing on it. It never goes out. He gave this man an addiction. (laughs) Yeah, Yuri goes inside and starts terrorizing Amy, kind of hilariously. Um... Because, one, because of the, uh, the sometimes the, if there's any other extra background noise, I couldn't really understand what Yuri was saying half the time. So he just kind of, he was like, blah, 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 Amy, <laughs> Alex. He's like, Alex, where's my money, Alex? Because now he's like Greek or some shit. And he's like, and, and she's like, oh, the whole $500 of it, uh, it's in the closet. And then Marshall comes in, he's like, and he's, I, instead of shooting this man with the gun, he's like, <laughs> He, like, has it like he's going to hit him with it, and then Yuri pulls out a gun. He's like, how about you put that down right yeah. now, or I'll blow your fucking face off? Uh, you know, Joe, it's not a gun. It's not a gun. It's a pistol. Oh, it's a pistol. Oh, we're still Sorry, on I haven't broken that one out in a while. <laughs> Had to, uh, a little call back to our Child's Play 3 episode from last season. Well, this is, this is for shooting. This is for fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls out his... Uh, he pulls out his fucking Devil May Cry 2 gun, basically. <laughs> he pulls out Ebony, Ebony and Ivory. Ivory. And uh, he basically takes him into the other room, and she's like, okay, yeah, no, the money's in the closet. In the closet. Wink, wink. He's like, uh... I think you have something wrong with your face, Amy, Alex, whatever you're calling yourself. He's like, you're being weird, but I will get my cash. He goes in there. He sees the gecko. He's like, is this some fucking joke? Yeah, he pulls them both in there. He's like, not what the fuck do you think this is? Some kind of yoke? Is Yuri a clown to you? Do you see me laughing? Where's my money? And and then I shit you not, the quick time event buttons start appearing on the screen. And, and it's just like, <laughs> he just starts firing at these fucking geckos. He, he kills about, what, six, seven, eight of these things? First he throws them on the bed. He's about to fight. He like hops on top of, he like straddles Amy. And he's like, he's like about to kill Marshall. Because she won't right, tell him yeah, where the money yeah. is. And these fucking things. Start peeping out of all the little nooks and crannies in the room. They start talking to her. Like, they're like, yeah, he's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, they're talking to each other. They're like velociraptors, right? Yeah. Captain, they've adapted. Freaky shit, really. Yuri <laughs> just fucking starts shooting he, the shit out he, of these like, things. He does the Woody Harrelson thing from the end of Zombieland where he just starts no, like, no looking, <laughs> shooting behind him. He does a fucking split at one point and shoots two of them. Oh my God. You just hear in the background, reload, reload. <laughs> Um, and then all of a sudden, he gets a boner. He's like, all right. <laughs> I love shooting things. He's like, what the hell were those things? He, they're like uh, geckos. He's like, I got to get out to the countryside more often. <laughs> he's like, what do you call them? And he's like, uh, Marshall's like, uh, aberrations, TM. He's like, I like it. Now you must die. He's like, now you actually show me where the money is. I said I was going to kill you if you didn't show me where it is, but now really show me where I'm going to But now I am excited and virile. <laughs> I like pulling this trigger. Now come with me. She's like, it's in the attic. For real this time. For real this time. Don't shoot Marshall in the face. He doesn't just like blow Marshall away and is like, okay, now really give me the money. He's like, all right, I'll let you live. 
I had a little fun. He wanted to shoot something. Instead, he got to shoot like four dozen lizards. So he's fine. Yeah, I guess he got that all out of his system, yeah. right? <laughs> well, she goes up. Or actually, I think Marshall gets sent up and he gets the clutch of the money and he brings it down. But there's like, but there's like, it's covered in eggs upstairs. Right, it's right, just right. full of eggs now. These things fuck like rabbits. And uh, I, I forget how they get to this position, but essentially they overpower Yuri. As he's berating them. They murder him, all right? And not before he's actually killed. Um, they, they, they overpower him. Marshall smacks him in the face with this fucking piece of wood. And then he falls backwards and hits the back of his head on the top of the fireplace. I'm like, he's dead. Like, <laughs> First she sprays him in the face with bug spray. Yeah. Like, in his right. eyes. But the imp- I'm like, the impact of him falling backwards, I'm like, oh, he's dead. His neck's fucking broken. <laughs> Oh, he's fucked up, dude. I, oh, wait. The best part, when after she shoots him in the face with the bug spray, Marshall, like, bear hugs him, and this motherfucker, like, front kicks above his head. Oh, that's right. Head. Yeah, his leg, like, dislocates and fucking kicks Marshall in the right between the eyes. <laughs> he kicks Marshall in the face. He pulls a Daniel Stern. Let's be real. Well, then, call back to earlier where the, uh, the sh- what is that called? The, um... The flu. The, the flu, flu, yeah. He fucking he that that opens and all this clutch of eggs fall on top of his fucking head and hatch and I uh, think that 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 that's Yuri. Yeah, they hatch immediately, and the first thing they do is burrow inside of his body. Yeah, it is because again, I wasn't ready for this at all because like he's kind of spinning around trying to get them off of him, and then he turns, it cuts, and one pops out of his mouth. Because it's crawled to the, yes, crawled to the back of his fucking skull. Yeah, in full fucking dead alive baby break through yep. the face moment, and, or brain dead rather. And then Amy puts about 15 bullets into his head until it explodes. <laughs> this fucking thing, <laughs> holy shit, dude. She shoots the lizard, then she shoots Yuri in the face, like, six times, and then his fucking head just explodes all over the it's fucking room. fantastic. Marshall sees this, by the way, and is like, huh. Okay, I guess I'm going to burn this place down to the ground. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to burn this mother down. Let's burn it to the fucking ground. Night. She's like, because the lizard, he's like, no, he just shot a man. He starts dumping gas all over the place. Well, he he's fucking looked at what she did earlier in the film. I was like, hey, she threw a box of matches lit on fire into a gas lit room, and it, it didn't explode immediately, so this should be okay. Loads a gasoline tank into a fucking oven and just starts firing at it with a pistol. And turns the gas on and then starts shooting at it. He gets surrounded by these fucking geckos in the in the kitchen. Now, there's I think there's like two or three CGI shots in this, and they all look great from what I can see. You know what I mean? They look good because they're not they're lit properly. So you, you don't really there's yeah. no flaws to catch because you can't see them. No, and they're very fleeting, right? They're just they're, I think there's like a couple where they're crawling on the ground and then like when they jump at him. Yeah. But it looks it looks great. Everything else is practical. I was, puppets. I was, kind of, I was impressed by it when it happened. I was like, "Oh wow, that was not bad at all." I think, I think Sean didn't even catch it the first time he watched no. it. Right? We were talking I, about that. I still probably couldn't tell you unless you were pointing it out to me. Yeah, right. I mean, those little instances look better than you know a lot of the stuff that happened in fucking Lawnmower Man. So yeah, right. but again, <laughs> again, coming back to that thing where like this is direct to video, like it still kills me. The bottom just fell out on this fucking movie and it got fucked. Like it didn't get like promoted or anything yeah so he's firing at this fucking gas tank while <laughs> while, while pamela is trying to get her money but it's just the, there's there's geckos fucking just crawling out of this this uh, satchel so she she can't even get any of it yeah there's one inside of it yeah 
So then he 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 makes contact with this uh, oil drum, let's call it, and it explodes. But the, you know the house doesn't explode immediately. He's just lit in on his whole body's engulfed in flames. He shoots this fucking gas can, and the kitchen explodes onto him. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh God, he made my fire! Put me out!" Um, cool firewalk too. Wasn't expecting that at all. No, and that dude is like covered in head to toe with fire. Yeah. It's not just like a little bit of that fire paste shit on his yeah. back. Like it's all over he's, him. He's shockingly okay for uh, being engulfed in flames for a couple seconds. She puts him out with the fucking drapes and then they have to they have to run because the house is going to explode. So they hop into fucking Yuri's car and hit the road. Yeah, and as they're fleeing the scene as the the cottage is burning to the ground, you see like a gecko that's burned alive, I guess, from the heat kind of fall out of the bottom of the truck as they're driving off and you're like, "Ah, fuck." It ain't over yet. Well, and you know, they're pretty battered at this point, so I'm starting to feel really bad for these two. I, I feel bad because, like, they're in a comfy-ass, like, luxury SUV. They got heat in there, smooth ride, four-wheel drive, get out of there, no problem, right? Heated seats, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just like how, um, like Sean just said, it gets worse. It Like, they're pretty battered, and then there's only, like, 15 minutes left in this movie, and it gets exponentially worse. That, dude, It the fucking meter goes from bad to... Apocalyptic, catastrophic. <laughs> yeah, apocalyptic. Yeah, catastrophic. This, this movie, this movie for them at least loses its shit in the last fifteen minutes. It's fucking glorious. It's great. So, so yeah. So the car breaks down. They're like, oh, not again. What the fuck? So Marshall jumps out to check the engine, and also just just to paint a picture, it, it's like full on blizzard at this point. Like you can't even see what's happening. You see there them standing by the car, and everything else is just snow. Yeah, it's a full whiteout. I thought they had parked on a fucking frozen lake because you can't even see the road. <laughs> There's nothing. No. There's a giant field of nothingness. It it's beautiful looking it in my opinion. Yeah. It gives you a real sense of just like the isolation. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. And uh, of course, to the audience, if not Marshall and uh, Amy, uh, the geckos are inside the car, and that's why it's broken down. Yeah, there's like a clutch of eggs in the fucking um, radiator, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, fuck. And then they fucking start popping out of the air vents inside the car and attack Amy. Like seven of them. Right, and she gets so freaked out, she locks herself into the car. Yeah, and he's like trying to get her to open the fucking door. And they're just, like, tearing her up. Yeah, I actually thought she was going to bite it here. Um, because they there's a lot of time spent on her just getting ripped the fuck up by these things. Um, I do like how Marshall's like, shut up and look at me and open the door. She And then she finally does. And then, like, he's ripping all these lizards off her. And he's he fucking bashes one against the side of the truck in just, like, a splatter of blood and then stomps the fuck out of another he, one. He Robert Pattinson this thing, and if you haven't seen The Lighthouse, you'll get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. He picks up the fucking it's cigar the off the ground. It's the still-lit cigar. He's like, you know what? I'm really disappointed in you all. <laughs> and then opens the gas can, the gas tank hole. And just gingerly flicks it in there. And fucking throws it in there, and, like, it takes a full, like, three seconds for it to blow up. I'm like, dude. I think this is the scene where the explosion, some debris hits the actors in the back of the head. Oh, my God. This, again, I was like, I thought someone was gonna die for real because they do show him jumping away from this thing but now he could be farther away but the way it's filmed with like a forced perspective it looks like he's jumping about three feet away from this exploding car but also like amy's body is right there it looks like it's like right. it looks like, it's like five <laughs> feet away yeah. when this fucking thing explodes and it's another huge explosion like i put like i put too much explosives in this car <laughs> 
I mean, if I'm in the, like, again, there's, from a film perspective, there's nothing in that fucking field. Like, there's nothing to no. take your eye away Do from it. it. So, yeah. just yeah, make it as big as you fucking can. <laughs> also, there's just something about, like, explosions with, like, a snowy background that just, like, enhance it even more. Yeah. It's a con- and there's fucking thing is huge. Yeah. Another another banger of an explosion. Yeah. So Amy like passes out and he has to like pick her up and walk her into town. Um so he does his best creature from the Black Lagoon and like <laughs> t- carries her all the way to fucking Miller's uh general store. Dude, she looks like Luke in fucking Empire. Oh yeah, Ben oh, she's, she's saying in the snow. She's beat to shit. Dig of a system. Dig of a system. <laughs> Yuri. Yuri, give me your big dick. (laughs) Simon's just like, ah. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. So uh, he takes her to uh, Miss Miller's uh, uh, general store. And uh, I have to say that's open 24-7. It's open 24 hours a day. She never leaves. uh, And the makeup on Amy makes her look fucking dead. (laughs) Oh, man. She is like pasty white with just frost. That's what I'm saying, man. Frostbitten as hell. Yeah, all over. Yeah, she's pale, she's passed out, there's blood all over, and one of these little shits has burrowed its way into her leg, and I was not ready for this at all. <sighs> this is... I mean, besides Yuri's head being fucking shot to shit, this is like one... This is the best scene in the movie. Yeah, um... Uh, also, this is when Marshall just loses his mind. <laughs> oh, man, he breaks <laughs> beca- right in half. And becomes Jack Nicholson. <laughs> And he's sitting there, he's like, you have any guns? And she's like, I I, just no guns here. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a sportsman's paradise. This poor old lady is just overwhelmed by all this insanity that is now inside of her store. She's like, what's happening? I'm going to call a doctor. And he's like, shut up and get me scissors. (laughs) He's like, you got a gun? He's like, like, I'm not going to shoot her. I'm going to shoot this thing when it comes out. (laughs) That that shit had me on the fucking floor when he's like, he's like, you have a gun? She's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not gonna shoot her. I'm gonna shoot them. Calm down. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> he fucking sterilizes this giant pair of scissors and stabs this woman, well, stabs the fucking lizard through the through Pam's leg. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. Because then this is when he asked for the gun. So then he has no gun, so he grabs a fucking shovel. <laughs> and he's like, this is gonna have to do. Um, But yeah, doesn't he grab the tail and it, it raises... um. Uh, like spikes in the back of it and stabs him in the hand. Yeah, he yeah he fucking grabs the tail and he's like, "All right, Miss Miller, when I tell you pull that fucking pair of scissors out of her leg," and she's like, "Okay." So he's got the lizard by the ass. She pulls the scissors out and then he pulls this fucking thing and it shoots spikes out of its back through his fucking hand. Captain, they've adapted. And then he ends up ripping it out of her leg and like throwing it across the store and there's just this giant gaping hole in Pam's leg just shooting blood all over the place. It's like that scene in Black Hawk Down when Josh Hartnett's like elbow deep in some guy's thigh. (laughs) Oh my god, dude. It is horrifying. She fucking screams her a primal scream and just passes the fuck out. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's awesome. And then Marshall proceeds to knock the power out in this place too because he takes the <laughs> shovel and hits like the ice sign that's next to like the power breaker yeah. and the you know power's out. Simon must have had such a good time breaking all of this shit. Oh yeah, how could you not? I think he must have had a great time in this sequence in particular because like he just gets to be off his rocker for about five minutes. He's smashing literally everything with his fucking shovel, like Sean said. Yeah, he's like knocking everything off the shelves, you know, trying to get the gecko, of course, but you know, knocking everything off nonetheless. It, it's it's gecko v Marshall and Miss Miller. And Miss Miller's like, oh, 
I'll go get a flashlight. Miss Miller is very ill-equipped for the situation, but granted, she had she was unprepared the moment they walked in. Miss Miller is like the stray pawn left on the chessboard <laughs> that you just haven't had a chance to, to, to upgrade or get knocked out of the the game. And you're like, fucking take it, whatever. I don't care. I lost this game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she's like hanging out in the dark behind him and he's like, all right, Miss Miller, we're going to kill these lizards. And then she's like, ah, 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 and she's just getting fucking, one just j- jumps up and burrows through her fucking neck. It wraps its fucking tail around her throat and chokes her out and then rips her throat out. And the whole time Marshall's like, yeah, Miss Miller, let me know if you see anything. <laughs> just give a shout. Make any noise, anything, anything. He fucking walks up to Miss Miller ev- eviscerated on the ground and he's just like, right, that's it. She was a nice lady! <laughs> <laughs> then he goes all fucking pyro on its ass after that. Oh, man. He grabs some fucking Elton John sunglasses and fucking lights up a fucking push broom on Dude, fire at the end. if this suddenly kicked in with Crocodile Rock while he was murdering these fucking geckos... <laughs> <laughs> God, he's just, like, dancing down the fucking uh, walkway. He's, he's like Christopher walking in Joe uh, Dirt. Yeah. But he's, like, going after the gecko. It's just like when Shaun of the Dead, when they're beating the shit out of the zombies to Queen. Like, he's fucking doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, and then he, um, he, he grabs a fucking push broom. He lights it on fire, and he attacks this one remaining lizard and pushes it all the way down an aisle into a fucking door. Yeah, man. And just fucking sprays it with, like, lighter fluid, and he's just burning it to death. Yep. It also, at some point, does shoot him in the eyes, and he's like, ha-ha, I've evolved, because he had the sunglasses on. He's adapted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... So he's like, welcome to the bottom of the food chain, and he's just lighting this fucking thing up. And then, you know, look, I get it. You think it's dead, but you th- you know damn well that you've tried all of this shit before, and it hasn't, you know, some of this stuff hasn't worked, and it's even come back from the dead when you poisoned it and tried to fucking drown it, so. Yeah, I mean, this is the part where Plummer usually gets killed, because he, he gets cocky, he thinks he's taking it out. Exactly. And then he's like, oh, okay. shit. I like, I like the idea that Plummer just fucking quits when he's in over his head real quick. He's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> think about the way Draniac ends he basically is like acting like hot shit that whole movie and then at the end it's like oh this is like not what was supposed to happen oh shit and then he gets killed and then just checks the fuck out yeah <laughs> so Marshall like I I don't even he gets distracted or like goes to see Pam or whatever well no the uh the the gecko actually is on fire and it uses its uh venom spray to put the fire out i know but he doesn't watch it do that right right yeah i think he starts to go back towards pam and it jumps at him from like across the room and starts biting at him and he's pretty much fucked he can't get this thing off of him and pam comes out of left field with this flare gun and sticks it in its fucking mouth and just pulls the trigger she goes you're extinct like, we have banger after banger in this fucking scene. Um, so this gecko goes flying across the fucking room, hits the wall, and then the flare goes off and explodes. It's great. And then the, cl- the the last scene of this is just so great. It's just like these two people that have just been through fucking all kinds of awful shit. And they're like laying on the floor of this uh, convenience store, just ripped the fuck up, totally bloody. And they have a nice kiss. And then cut to credits. Yeah. And Mrs. Miller's dead body is just maybe 20 or 30 feet away from <laughs> them, like but kissing sure. kissing next to Mrs. Miller's dead body. It pans over and her eyes open and then it fucking slams the credits. 
fuck? There's an egg inside of her throat. Yeah, right. Yeah, in her in her throat. Yeah, this movie fucking rules. This movie's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Where are we putting this, fellas? Um, on the shelf. God, yes. Uh, I guess I'll just go first. Uh, so the first twenty five minutes of this are at times a little slow. Uh. To the point where I was like, sure. oh, I hope this is not like this for the whole film, because it's just lots of establishing stuff and lots of just setup. And then once the ball gets rolling, the ball grows spikes, is lit on fire, and then breaks your door down. Because uh, this movie <laughs> just decides to start, it just exponentially raises the level of insanity that it can't afford to do until the end. Um, it's really fucking fun, and I'm really upset that this doesn't have a higher profile, because it absolutely deserves it. Um, it's really well acted. Uh, the guy who plays Yuri deserves all the credit in the world for being just a walking cartoon character. Um, uh, Simon and Pamela have really good chemistry. Uh, the gore is great. The practical effects are great. And it's funny. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's great. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, shelf, obviously. I mean, it's been on my shelf for years. Um, uh, again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is just one of those 90s low-budget creature films that just fucking slid. I, th- I feel like slid under so many people's radars. And again, like I said at the beginning too, like, yes, people have seen it. Yes, there are other reviews for it um, that I've come across. But I feel like not a lot of people know about this. And I cannot stress enough, go find a copy of it. I- I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube for free. The whole thing. That's where, that's where I found it. And I was going to add yeah. something else. Yeah. If you appreciate stuff like Slither, I think you'll love this. Yeah. You know, yeah. really any kind of little creature movie yeah. or like, or like uh, you know, uh, Nature Strikes Back kind of movies or anything like that. I mean, I mean, like Connor had already said too, like we got Weta fucking kicking up the effects in this and they look amazing. Um, the puppets are great. Um, all of the gore is awesome. The CG is even on point. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure all of that stuff was completed before like the fucking budget just dissolved and, and it dropped hands because I believe live entertainment was supposed to put this out or had the rights to it. And then, um, and then somewhere along the way, Artisan grabbed it and put it out on, 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 VHS, and then when Artisan dissolved, I guess those rights were bought up by Blindsgate. So Lionsgate owns the rights to this film now. Um, and they better fucking put it out, or at least somebody, for God's sake, licensed this film from them. And again, like, if anybody's listening to this podcast that has the power to do that or knows the people to do that, um, let's talk. Hit us up. Send us a, <laughs> send us a, a message, because I will gladly uh, back this project or... or or us as a whole uh, back this project to, to see if we can find this film, restore it, and give it a proper release because it totally fucking deserves it. It is an unsung creature flick from the 90s that absolutely deserves uh, the attention. The attention. I mean, I see again, I see a lot of shit get released lately, and it's cool that we have it, but this is actually one of those films where it's like, okay, not only is it cool to have it, but it's also like a legit great movie. Um, and just because it, I don't think it got the fair shake that it deserved when it came out. So I think it deserves a, a second chance for sure. Um, yeah, I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much I can really add to what Joe and Connor have already said because I pretty much agree. It's a shelf movie, easy. 
And, uh, you know, I think back to that story Joe was telling how we, we watched this for the first time together, or at least, you know, was that the first time you had ever seen it, Joe, that you remember? No, I had seen it previous to that, but it was, it's the first time I saw it with you. Yeah, and we had watched that and, and Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yeah, yeah double definitely. F- we watched them either like the same day, Rump and this, and this movie, or like within a day of each other. It was the same night we watched this and Rumpelstiltskin, which is amazing that we've done both of them now <laughs> on this show. Well, they're both great yeah. in my opinion. No, for sure, absolutely. And, uh... I, I was saying before we recorded this episode, you know, I, I haven't seen every one of this, the movies that fall in this genre. Like, I, you know, I haven't even seen every, like, you know, classic, you know, diehard recommended horror movie. But I've seen a lot of them. And uh, I, I will say that this is probably one of my favorite, uh, you know, creature horror films probably ever. You know what? I, I was thinking about this before. Um, it's an exploitation movie, I think. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's right up there with like um, all of like 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 uh, um, Razorback and shit like that. You know what I mean? Crocodile Hunter Collision Force, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, the the creatures are really cool. Like like Connor and Joe were saying, the the effects and the gore are really good. Like that fucking head explosion just is like. I don't know how you have effects that are this good. And people do not know of this movie. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe that's not like a high, a high bar for a lot of people, but then Avatar made $10 billion. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, the story's really good. The characters are good. And uh, I, I like the natural progression of, like, okay, you establish early in the film that these things are quickly uh, evolving or adapting or aberrating, let's say. And as the film kind of comes to a close, it's like, no, it's not over the course of, like, a clutch. It's like, they're just able to do this just from, you know, science bullshit, because the movie says so. Yeah. But it, but you buy into sure. it. It doesn't feel hokey. It doesn't feel tacked on. Because they don't try to explain it too much. They just give you a bunch of maybes. Right. And, and, and Simon kind of goes into that a little bit in the interview. But uh, I, I like that. They don't over-explain things, and they make it believable. And uh, I, I agree with Joe. Like, it would be cool to get this off the ground, even if purely on the standpoint of, like, we joke about Taming the T-Rex, just to put some eyeballs on yeah. this and, and maybe get it get some people talking. But, yeah, easy shelf film. I You know, I, I would really be remiss to even kind of nitpick this. I mean, unless you really want to sit here and just say, well, it's a B-movie. But l- listen, this was a B-movie with a $4 million budget. Yeah. I was going to say, I kept looking <laughs> at that number going like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, it just got buried. <laughs> like, um, and just, I, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else I could really say. Shelf movie. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think this got a proper premiere, if I remember correctly. I mean, on Wiki, this says the release date was September 11th, 1997, but it also says in parentheses, Sweden. So does that mean it didn't get a U.S. theatrical release? No, it definitely didn't. It went direct to oh, video. Fuck me. And it and it got like no push at all. It said 1987 in Sweden. Uh, 97. Yeah. 97. Yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I think. Like I don't know. I I think it might have been in theaters, like in Europe. So I you know maybe I don't know. Um, I mean, it definitely had to have been in like Australia and stuff. But I feel like this film was made for the American market. I mean. Obviously, it takes place in fucking Minnesota and like all of the Australian. <laughs> the, 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 right, yeah. <laughs> the Australian actor has a shirt that says Minnesota on it. Yeah, but the Australian actor has a English, uh, you know, American an accent. American accent. Yeah. It's like okay, and Pamela Gidley's in it. Like okay, 
Obviously, this was supposed to be a much bigger thing that just got strangulated. I mean, Dobby's in it for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, when you he- when you hear Weta, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't ever think of anything bad. No, not one goddamn thing. I'm sure there is, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> and I think we're we're only one year off of the frighteners and in fact i think the frighteners came out in 96 so this came out the next year um so they're already making big budget movies you know what i mean i i this was i think this was just supposed to be something that was so much more than what actually had happened with it but it's still a great film and it needs it needs the attention so definitely definitely see it and and again um if anybody has any of those contacts like we'd love to talk to you and and maybe we can figure something out or you know if if you're listening and you run those companies or know those companies work for those companies for christ's sake find the rights to this film get the rights to this film find the find the fucking negative and 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 let's get a proper special blu-ray edition of this fucking movie because it deserves it Oh, my God. Sign me up. Yeah, sign me up. So that's it. That's Aberration from 1997, directed by Tim Boxel. Hey, everybody. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Viscola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Right! She was a nice 